Hello and welcome to Lunar Books Podcast. I'm Daniel Moon. This is chapter 304 and today we will be ending our discussion that we've been having over the last few chapters about the differences when adapting the Twilight Saga into their movie counterparts. In today's chapter we'll be getting into the last book which is Breaking Dawn. So you know i hope you enjoyed but before we get into today's chapter if you do like this chapter please like subscribe and share it as doing this will greatly help the podcast now that i've said that let's get back to the chapter now if you don't know the last book in the twilight saga breaking dawn was divided into two movies earning the names breaking dawn part one and breaking dawn part two now i believe they did this in order to quote unquote put more details from the book in the movie but i don't believe they did put more details into the movie i just guess that um over the core over history movie history you've realized that they've done that to majority of the last book that they're adapting they usually make it into a two-part thing not sure why they believe that doing that for some for most part they do add more details but for vast majority they don't really end up doing that but in speaking about the different the differences when they were adapting the book into the two movies I won't be making two parts what I will be doing though is I'll be mentioning a few differences for part one or at least a few differences from the book to part one you know when they align for (laughs) what I'm trying to say sorry but what I'm trying to say is whatever part of the book that aligns with part one I'll be mentioning a few of the differences and whatever differences that aligns with part two i'll be making more differences or making more mentions of differences i hope you understand what i'm saying now the differences won't be in any particular order so bear that in mind so with all of that said let's really dive into these differences now for part one the first difference that i would be mentioning is that in the beginning of the movie part one we see where jacob receives an a wedding invitation and after receiving that wedding invitation he gets upset through the invitation on the ground and storms off this is a great difference because in the books jacob actually received this invitation at the end of eclipse eclipse was the third book slash movie that's actually when jacob received the invitation and it's also a big difference because in the book we begin where bella is thinking the fact that her wedding has caused such a rift because her best friend which is jacob is nowhere to be found in forks um there are even wanted posters placed around the town trying to not wanted missing person's photos placed around the town because jacob officially became a missing person because of how long he's been um absent and you know so it doesn't 
hint a bigger difference as the for the beginning of the movie versus the beginning of the book now the second difference that i'll be going over is in the book bella is at the beginning bella is actually reminiscing or she's thinking about her vampire education that she received from carlisle about the history of vampires and the mention of immortal children and the death of a person or a vampire known as sasha now to get into all of the what i just said before showing how different it is from the movie is that one throughout the first three books at different times um, and i think there is one moment particularly that came up is that carlisle and edward of course but carlisle um gave a small education about the world of vampire and the history of vampire vampirism and everything at least from carlisle's point of view and edward's point of view having read carlisle's mind she learned about everything about vampire and the another thing also from what i just said is that sasha sasha is actually an old friend or whatever of carlisle and she was the person or the vampire that one became like a mother figure to kate tanya and irena and also she sasha was the one to turn them into vampires now if you listen to what i just said tanya kate and irena those are the three sisters that one decided like the collins that they would uh, adopt that or yeah adopt that lifestyle of not wanting to be known as a savage and decided that they're gonna not drink the blood of humans but drink the blood of animals and become a bit more civilized and as i said they lost their mother for all intents and purposes we will call her their mother now she died because which is the next thing the what i said also was about immortal children now sasha was a vampire that experimented as well and she created vam, um, immortal children which were as the name suggests children that could not die but they're also vampires now for the most part a lot of these children were turned before they were probably 10 years of age which means they're still developing as a child and they, not all not all of them have the mental capacity to understand what is going on in the vampire world and to know not to break that rule of you know going out and being inconspicuous that's the word now imagine you have a vampire child if that child becomes upset angry throws a tantrum you can basically kill an entire civilization and the volturi never wanted such things to occur so she died now having said all of that the word immortal children didn't really up never really appeared in the movie until a little piece of a screen from computer screen where edward was actually researching vampire human hybrids 
and there's no mention absolutely no mention of sasha which takes away from it because then you will understand um who's i who i think it was kate's no i think it was tanya's or Irene, you know one of their one of the sisters you will understand their actions throughout the rest of the movie now the third difference that i'll be going over for part one is um in the book bella actually decides because before becoming a vampire bella um what was it bella and edward had kept having these discussions of whether or not one when she will be when she will turn when she will turn to a vampire and school and money and all of that all of this actually occurred in the book no it's a big deal because this these discussions were what were used to make her final decision as to vampirism and everything because she always wanted to become a vampire and her her new family or new to be family or to be new family whatever the phrase is they also voted that yes it would be wise for her not everyone voted but it would be wise for her to become a vampire now because of this edward kept trying to push this because bella wanted to become a vampire as soon as possible but edward was like no let us wait until graduation let us wait until this let us wait until that you're gonna miss being a human and so on and so forth now one of those one of the points that came up in all of this discussion was school now edward was saying it'd be nice for you to go to school learn what university is like even once as a human before becoming a vampire blah 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 blah. she wasn't for that because she did not want to become she didn't want to be she didn't want to turn 19 i believe or something she didn't want to be too much older than edward as of um in human years because before edward became a vampire he was 17 and i think they met when she was either 16 or 17 yes they met when she was 16 she became 17 in the second book and i believe in the third or in this book she was 18. now um long story short i think i'm extending this point too much but she actually decided that she wants to remain human for one more year despite not wanting to be too much older than edward but she decided that she wanted to become she wanted to remain human for another year in order to attend university now all of these discussions that i just outlined never happened in the movie there's none whatsoever not even about age or whatever there's probably i think maybe there was a little hint of the age argument in the second book but outside of that nothing regarding to what i just spoke on all right so another difference that occurred that i'm going to be talking about is actually a twofold difference as they kind of work together now the first part of the of this difference is that paul imprinted on jacob's sister now imprinting it was kind of a it was kind of brushed over really in the second book and not much really went into it to really deeply explain it but it was mentioned in the second movie i should say um but 
yes jake paul imprinted on jacob's sister now the story behind it in the book is that paul um usually no not paul jacob has two sisters um one of them came back to the reservations to visit her father and her brother and that's when paul saw her for the first time since becoming a wolf because he knew her you know back then but since becoming a wolf he saw her for the first time when she came to visit her brother and her father and paul imprinted on her you know um the reason why we believe that it was jacob's sister was because um paul just couldn't leave his Paul was um, constantly at Jacob's house and his excuse was he has to be there for his girl or whatever some something I learned more how it went in the book but yeah he imprinted on Jacob's sister now the first thing is in the book not the book in the movie none of this is actually mentioned that Paul imprinted on Jacob's sister and that Jacob's sister is actually in town in the movies none of this is mentioned so we don't know anything about that she isn't verbally introduced or anything at all in the movies we just mentioned we got a mention of sisters in the first movie where Bella was asking Jacob about his sisters I think so don't remember um so yeah now the second part of this difference is that Jacob breaks Paul's nose after um, something happened between the two of them regarding Jacob's TV and Jacob's food because Paul is constantly at his house because he imprinted on Jacob's sister so none of this interaction occurred as it as it relates to Jacob Paul and um, Jacob's sister uh, so that's another difference no the final difference really for the part for part one really is that most of the wolves the wolf packs communicating is done telepathically or mind reading but in the movies throughout all four all five movies because you know the first three plus part one and part two of the fourth ones are all five movies the only time it's really shown um, about their telepathy about how they communicate two times the first was when um, Jasper was teaching them how to fight newborn vampires when um, Edward had to be translating so it gave a hint as a fact that they communicated um, telepathically between each other or among each other if that's a thing and the second time was in part one in this in these movies because it kind of overlap into part two where you see them actually talking to each other but you hear the voice overlay and every time one of them would speak the camera will pan on that particular wolf but you, you wouldn't see the mouth moving because hey it's a dog dogs don't talk or wolves don't talk but you hear the voices of the people so that was a difference really and there you have it a few of the differences that lines up the book with part one of these two movies now to get into part two 
the first difference that I'll be going over is that in the book Bella wakes up so part two is when all of what happened Bella becomes pregnant um, dies and then because of her pregnancy she was then turned into a vampire blah blah now the first part really in the book Bella wakes up and when she wakes up she has Edward holding her hand and all the columns are actually in the room where Bella is upstairs but in the room except for Rosalie and the baby every other column is in the room and I think even Jacob is in the room don't remember now in the movie Edward is actually across the room from Bella and we don't see any glimpses or anything of anyone outside of Edward so that's the first difference for part two now another difference that occur and this one is also a twofold difference what so twofold difference the first part of this twofold difference is that Bella encounters and encounters a deer and a mountain lion separately but in the movie Bella encounters the deer and the mountain lion at the same time in the movie we see where the mountain lion is about to attack the deer and Bella stops the deer stops the mountain lion from attacking the deer but in the book Bella first noted the deer she was being taught how to hunt the deer and something happened blah 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 different story and then after that situation is when she found the mountain lion now the second part of this twofold difference is that like i said on bella goes to hunt blah 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 on her first hunt though she destroys her dress because um Alice decided to put Bella in a dress while she was sleeping and transitioning from human to vampire. Don't know why. Put her in a dress and heels. Now, in this hunt, Bella absolutely destroys her dress having um, hunted the deer, hunted the mountain lion and a few other animals. And her dress is so destroyed that she would basically be going back to the house in with no clothes on no they didn't want that so at the end of it she ends up wearing or taking edward's shirt so edward went in to the house went back to the family in just his pants while bella was in her in his shirt that was that's you know the twofold difference now another difference that occurred with this is um or another difference that i'll be talking about and this one is actually a threefold difference now the first is after jacob had told um, charlie about the supernatural world and bella being different not human well he didn't mention not human but he did mention that she was different he asked jacob if bella could turn into um, an animal because he had showed charlie what he could do and charlie asked bella personally but jacob is still the one who answers um so 
yeah the difference really is that um in the book he the conversation where he had asked jacob about turning an animal occurred before charlie saw edward um, bella but in the movie he asked her personally after that encounter with jacob and he still answered you know now the second part of this is that edward renesme emmett jasper jacob carlisle and seth are actually present at the house when charlie comes to visit and confront bella and to see renesme and everything now edward edward how would it go again in the movies now in the movies it is actually only right so all of those people were there now in the movies it was only edward carlisle and jacob with bella that were in the room when charlie came however the three of them left bella and charlie with the baby so that they can you know temporarily meet up and everything and then the third part being that there was a brief moment where charlie and bella talk before he leaves but in the movie there's no such moment now that one scene was like a couple seconds to a minute maybe two three minutes most but there's so much that they missed that they could have added to give a little bit more um family like type of scenery in this thing that they missed from the book uh, so yeah that's a difference now another difference that i'll be going over is that when the Volturi found finds out that bella has renesme renesme is the is their baby now when when the Volturi found out about this they basically waged a war against the Collins the Collins try they found out because Alice has the power to see future or events that can occur now they decided to find try and find their own army and everything and one of these persons that decided to side with decided to side with the Collins his name is Garrett now Garrett gives a speech to the Volturi, the witnesses are the quote-unquote witnesses. These are the people that came to witness the atrocity that the Collins apparently did, which was all fake. The Volturi are a piece of work. They are liars, and all they cling to, all they want to cling to is power. They don't really want to um, uphold any form of law. They just want power and people to, you know gold over them or whatever that word is but Garrett gives a long speech to the witnesses those that came to quote-unquote side with the Volturi and he accuses the Volturi's pretense of justifying act to shroud their true agenda which is actually like I said acquiring more power for themselves because outside of the Volturi the Collins are the most powerful group of vampires that can exist because every member of the family basically has some form of power or extra ability as a vampire edward can read minds 
Alice can see the future. Jacob um, can alter a person's emotions. We later find out that the reason why Jacob couldn't read, could not read Bella's mind is because as a human being, she already had powers which translated over to being what the vampire world called a shield. She is really powerful, um, meaning any form of attack that affects a person's mind which is the vast ma- the vast majority of vampiric powers cannot affect Bella which means because for example Kate has the ability Kate is not a part of the Collins she's an extended family of the Collins but she will definitely help the Collins if needs be now Kate has the ability to meant to shock quote unquote shock anyone that she touches but the thing is she only affects the mental part the part of your brain that translates to electric pain that's really what it is and it feels as though it's an electric shock so it's really on the mind but when she touches um bella it does not work so really it's just a mind thing so any power that affects the mind no matter what it is they cannot affect bella so back to it the columns like i said Edward can read minds, Alice can see the future, Jacob can control your emotions, Bella, um, like I said, is a shield. She can ward off any mental attack that comes and she learned eventually to um, channel that so that she can protect not just herself but also extend that shield to protect people around her or at a distance she can focus on one person and it will not affect them um, so out, like I said outside of the Volturi who has other abilities the Collins are the most or the more yeah the most powerful group of vampires next to the Volturi now the Volturi has never hidden their agenda, at least they couldn't with Edward around. They've always wanted um, Edward and Alice. And now that they found out what Bella can do, they wanted Bella to join up with them. And they usually do this because a lot of people over the years, a lot of vampires over the years, never really. Um, those that had powers always were a part of some group and then the Volturi happened to find something that they could use to accuse that group to say that that group and the leader is causing something that causing mischief and can you know bring the vampire world to light accuse them blah 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 charge them and then take the two that survive or the one or the two that survive are usually the ones that have power so that's what usually do so back to Garrett. Garrett gave his long speech accusing the Volturi really um, of what they're doing is they came to Forex to quote unquote kill or to spew false accusations against the Collins so as to justify their act in when they do kill them they um, leave the ones that they want alive to say hey you can join us you know you are the chosen one something like that so that's what he said and tells the witnesses all of this and tell them that 
they need to choose a new side because the Volturi are not true rulers of the vampire world. They are just there to obtain their vast, the more power and everything. In the movie, that does not happen. Like this one scene that I just mentioned was either a full chapter or half of a chapter long, and they just removed it. And it it's a crucial point because, like I said, if you are not reading the books, you'll not know that the Volturi only amass the power that they have because they started small by doing this to small factions of vampires or just nomads because nomads usually travel in the most probably four vampires started off with nomads and then slowly worked their way up to actual big groups just getting vampires that had powers over time um arrow with arrow 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 I'm not sure how you say his name but he's the leader of the Volturi. he has the power that once he touches you he can read every single thought that you have ever had since from birth till the moment that he touches you every single thought now having head having edward on his side would be a game changer having alice on his side would be a game changer having someone like bella on his side would be a game changer so arrow arrow he's not the only one that has an ability in the volturi but his his ability is really powerful you can't hide anything from him nothing no matter if it's a fleeting thought that came in your mind for one second and disappeared after you can't hide anything from him now the final difference that i'll be going over really is in the book um what was it in the book stefan there was there are two vampires that came from like transylvania type thing and they're older than the volturi and the volturi they there were such rulers that they didn't really need to leave anywhere even human beings wanted to be near them as leaders and they will get everything they gave they told a story in the book and the movie actually but yeah they were telling the story that there were such leaders that they didn't need to hide anything that even human beings knew that they were vampires and still wanted to be around them and whatever um they also started to petrify because they just decided that they're not gonna move anymore not even to go hunt and they started to petrify and then during this state of dormance or you know the Volturi mounted an attack to become powerful, burnt all their castles and everything, and took leadership from these two vampires. And you know, so their names are Stefan and Vladimir. Now, Stefan and Vladimir um, would leave the town before the clones and the, the friends, everybody had stopped celebrating because the voting occurred and everything. And the Volturi decided that hey, fine, you win there's nothing here for us to um prosecute so they were Collins one so Stefan and Vladimir would leave the town before everybody would stop celebrating 
um, the victory against the Voltori's accusation and that um, the Stefan and Vladimir was telling the comments that they should act they should um well right so sorry about that now like i said in the book stefan and vladimir leave town before the collins and everybody that was there on the collins side stopped celebrating because they were saying that you know they started to celebrate in the book they're like yeah you know chairs of screaming chairs and everything now in the movie Stefan and Vladimir were telling the Collins and the other people to attack the Volturi because hey we have them on the run we are the winning side right now because all the power that we have because like I said the Collins not only had their family that had powers a lot of their friends that sided with them also had powers powers that the Volturi didn't know existed so they were saying that look we have them on the run we have more power than they do let us attack them and cut this the head of the snake from now but Collins being peaceful that they are decided that they're not gonna do that that's pointless um, so they failed to convince them and that's when they told no those are a few of the differences that occurred um, from or when adapting the breaking down book into its movie counterparts a few um, originally I wanted to give 10 but as you noted there are more than 10 there are actually tons more differences that that exist between the books and the movies but they were not mentioned in this chapter um, but I mentioned those that really caught my eye and played an important part really in the book itself. Now, having made these chapters talking about the differences when adapting from book to movie for the Twilight Saga, I want it to be known that I completely understand that there is, there are difficulties really when adapting a book to a movie yeah of course you have your writer's um difficulty of actually making proper dialogues that one probably were not in the book and two try and matching everything up so that it not only paints a proper picture but lines up with the book that's one two i know that making movies cost money and you it's difficult to get all that you need or all that you can get from a book with a specific budget so i completely understand all of these things i just think that if you're gonna make a movie from a book fewer liberties should be taken when adapting um these things you already have a source material try and stick to that source material as best as you possibly can utilize the dialogue from the books but then add around it in order to make the movie sell because you already had a book that were loved by not just women not just females but also males but more so it was loved by females and 
you you can get so many people to watch a movie by just advertising it to females and young females because a guy's gonna do anything to impress that girl she likes the twilight movie she likes the books let's go and take her to the movie you can get so much done but i get it i understand completely why it was not it did not go how book readers would have expected it's understandable there you go that's it thanks so much for listening i hope i did not go off too much talking about the this adapting these adaptings or well for today's chapter this adapting but i hope you enjoyed it thank you so much for listening uh if you are a fan of the podcast please leave a review on the listening platform that you're using also you can follow us on our socials the link to everything will be in the show notes until next time thanks Thank you.